Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap, bulls on tap. Our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news, go and subscribe. Hang out with Buzzy and Goose, tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose, aka Bull Script, and we are here after Chicago Bulls beat down from buzzer to buzzer, 144 to 115. Before we get into this victory, be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap at Untap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls Script and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Also, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, if you don't mind, go over to the YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the little bell. Anytime we go live, you'll be notified. Hop in the comments section with all of our friends and uh, talk Bulls basketball. Goose, it was a mouthful. 144-115. Luca less Dallas Mavericks were absolutely just beat down from buzzer to buzzer, something that we're not very used to as fan base. No, this this was definitely a different game to what we saw against the Wizards. There was the period in that first quarter where it was like, okay, Mavericks might kind of come back in with Spencer here. Um, and then that got shut down real quick despite Alex Caruso not coming back after starting the game. So um, this felt good. No, that, that that intro hits hits a little different after a win than a loss. And I don't know that I'm I'm back on the Bulls playoff train yet. <laughs> oh God! Um, I, I can't quite hold up that trophy after taking down two teams missing their star player. But tonight's game was at least convincing at the sense that the Bulls did what they were supposed to do on top of doing it for a full entire game. So yeah. uh, progress there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, from buzzer to buzzer, man. Vooch got established quickly. It's like the things that you just try to do in a video game. You know, get my uh, inside presence going, draw the double team because Christian Wood can't, isn't strong enough to guard him down there. Kick the ball out, and we hit a uh, um, 19 three, or what was it 19 three pointers we hit tonight? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was 19 three pointers we hit tonight, which is uh, tied for second most on the season. The most that we hit in the season was actually against Golden State in that loss. Uh, we hit 20 out of 50 attempts. Tonight we went 19 for 34 for 55%. Pat, Pat hit four in the first half. Derek yes. Jones Jr. was four for four. Yeah. Um, I don't four expect for five. that. Four yeah. for five. He did yep. miss one at the end. He Shit. did, yeah. Ed Rune streak. Um, <laughs> uh, needless to say, you don't expect that out of Derek Jones Jr. every night, but this is something that Patrick Williams can provide you every night, given the opportunity. Um, I touched on it a little bit to start this game. Um, teams lay off Pat. They know his load-up takes a little while. They feel they can get a contest out there while leaving him open, even in the corners. Um, Pat has to make them pay. By percentage, that man is one of the best three-point shooters in the league. We need to see the attempts go up, which we did see tonight. 
And with those attempts going up, we saw the ball hitting the bottom of the net. Um, and these shots are there for Pat every game against any team, regardless whether their star player is playing or not. Um, tonight, Pat's matchup would have been Luka Doncic. Not a great defensive player. Uh, probably not giving him better contests on the perimeter than he saw. So uh, leading into the preseason, we we lost Goose. So I'm here by myself in this weird little screen, but I do want to build off his point about losing or not having Luka Doncic. And I wonder if Luka Doncic, and I'm going to open this up in the chat because there's people in here and Goose uh, got himself kicked. But if Luka Doncic played tonight, does Pat have that you know same sort of success? And what I mean by that is he in his head, is he not able to do the things that he was trying to do? Throw that in the chat, people, because I'm, I'm curious. I just asked the people that were in the chat after you probably kicked your computer. If Luca played tonight, what Pat game? What would his game would have looked like? I don't think it would have looked like that. I don't think offensively that it changes. I think defensively, obviously, his <coughs> presence and his energy is going to be more focused on that end. But I don't think in any situation with Luca Doncic being his primary defender that you see Pat getting less open looks on the perimeter throughout the game. Right. Right. I. I was just, I was pretty proud of him in general tonight. And I really hope to your point that you're talking about is like, he can do this. He has these shots available to him in regular games. Maybe this is a confidence building thing and, and it shows him that he can actually do this um, on a consistent level. I mean, cause we know he, he hits a three from a consistent shot, you know, or a consistent clip. I'm sorry. Um, we have always cried about more volume and not doing the turnovers by shuffling your feet and all of that tonight. He, he really did that. He's super aggressive. I know that the stat line doesn't really show it outside of the points, and the three's taken, but I, I liked what I saw from Pat tonight. I mean, everybody, everybody. One thing I do want to talk about that is somewhat negative besides Kobe White's performance, um, Caruso. Do you think that the Bulls just jumped out to such a lead that they just let Caruso rest because how he plays? I really hope so because yeah. if we're without Javante Green and Alex Caruso for the next game, might as well just not even show up. Um, those two guys are the engine on this team without Lonzo. Really, your only two defensive stopgates at any position um, to be relied on consistently for that energy to be there on that end. So to have both of them out against the Knicks would not be ideal at all. I I, I just I, – I, I look at next matchup and you have – well, Jontae Murray's out, and it's going to be Trey Young for Atlanta. That's on tomorrow at 530. Um but Trey Young is struggling, but they still have a lot of talent over there. I, I don't want to lose my leader in plus minus and my defensive anchor in a back-to-back because I don't know if Zach's going to play. I, I'm wondering if he does because of – He had under 30 minutes tonight, right? Uh, he had, Yeah, he played 27 minutes. Okay, 27 minutes. Should be good to go. You think, he'll, you think so? You think he'll go? As a fan, if Zach is not good to go – after this team did what they had to do to allow him to be good to go tomorrow, I'm going to have an issue. I'm sorry. We're, we're close to 30 games into the season. Uh, the offseason – It's the first back-to-back in about, what, damn near a month? Or, well, yeah. three weeks maybe? Yeah, no, we, we got a nice little layaway from the back-to-backs after Zach sat out most of them to start the season, which came in full force way too quick. Uh, very unfortunate in the scheduling aspect of things there, but – if Zach does not play tomorrow as a fan after what happened tonight, seeing that he didn't have to play the full game, seeing that he didn't have to give full effort for the full game, I'm going to be a little hurt. I'll be a little salty. 
I, I need Zach Levine to play tomorrow. Well, especially after all of his teammates. I mean, just everybody played a good game in general again besides Kobe White. Man, was he na- – he, he was bad in his 26 minutes tonight. Very, very bad. Um, but, I mean, DeMar, 9 for 13, 28 points. I think I think he, like, didn't score till like, the end of the first quarter. Like, he ended up with four points, but he didn't have any, like, left the first quarter with four points and had 13 in the second, just absolutely went off. He finishes tonight. Wow. DeMar was a plus 38 in the plus minus. Team yeah. high by far. Oh, yeah, that, that's pretty efficient, I'd say. Oh, my God. 38 points – or, I'm sorry, 28 points – Nine rebounds, five assists, only two turnovers for him. Um, well, Vooch, why was he playing so deep into the fourth? What the fuck was Billy doing? Maybe he wanted to. I don't care. That man <laughs> was off the court in the middle of the Wizards game. Was was limping after big shots in the fourth. Yeah. You're up 27 points and this man's playing in the fourth quarter? Man, like, man. Hey, he's, we're, a team, we're probably, he's a team leader. You leave him alone if he wants to fucking play. We are probably the only podcast to this point of the season that hasn't called for Billy's job yet. But that shit's egregious. I'm sorry. You're on a back-to-back playing a bum-ass team, and your star is in there in the fourth, up 27 points. Get out of here. Yeah, I probably would add Dale and Terry more than four minutes tonight. A little bit? A little bit more than four? Yeah. Yeah. I probably played him a little bit more than four. Um but, hey, I mean, 32 minutes isn't a ton, but he did. He played the most out of anybody on the team tonight, DeMar did. Yeah, that's a fucking issue. Uh, Vooch, 26 minutes, 8 for 11, 2 for 3 from downtown. I believe both of his threes came in the first quarter there, really setting the tone. Uh, 20 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks for Vooch. No turnovers tonight for him either. Wow, we should play Christian Wood every night as a first-time starter. <laughs> no shit. And then Zach Levine, 27 minutes, 7 for 11. Two for five from downtown. Did not attempt a free throw tonight. Uh, 16 points for Zach. Uh, two steals, four assists, and three rebounds. Uh, that, that was for Zach. Um, off the bench, notable uh, performances. Io finishes with 17 and 31 minutes. Six for nine. Three for five from downtown. He had four boards, two assists. And uh, Derek Jones Jr., big game off the bench. Six for 10 from the field. Four for five from downtown. 16 points, five boards, two assists, and one steal. And so, so obviously nobody in the league shoots 80% from three-point line. But if Derrick Jones Jr. could shoot even, like, consistently 35-plus percent, we're not getting him back next year on a cheap deal. Like, I'm sorry. This dude is too versatile, too athletic to add a three-point shot to his repertoire to keep him on a minimum contract. This dude is getting offers come the offseason. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. He's – uh. I thought he was going – when he uh, hurt his thumb, he was getting those minutes after Pat got hurt last year, and then he hurt his thumb, and he kind of went out. That That's the only reason I think that he ended up back here because I thought that he had a stretch last year where he was playing pretty well. I'm like, God damn. I'm like, really? No one paid this guy just to be a key no, guy? His, his story has to be one of the weirdest in the NBA. You have the Suns find him as this kind of hidden prospect – Comes into the dunk contest, shows his athleticism to a T there. Plays really well with Portland and Miami. It plays really well in both those days after being let go by the Suns. Really thought that this guy was going to get a steady rotational contract with somebody. And he's been with us the last two years. And he's still kind of somewhat rotten on the back end of the bench. We saw a lot more of him tonight without Javante. And that's, that's the weirdest thing. That Billy's biggest conundrum 
is his lack of star power at the power forward position, but his abundance of role player ability at that spot. That's because funny. That, yeah, that's finding, funny. Finding the right combination of minutes for those three guys when all three are healthy between Pat, Javante, and DJJ is not an easy task. Oh, like, no, it's not. because And you can get it from any one of them, any night. And, and rarely do Javante and DJJ put up clankers, too. Like, rarely do they have, like, a – like God damn, he shouldn't have been in the game at all. Like you know, we I never really found myself saying that about either. Um, obviously, again, when you say star power, of course that makes sense because they're not guys that are going to come out and be like, "Hey, we found the missing puzzle piece" or anything like that. But no, it's yeah, like hey, we left this guy in the corner. He can actually hit that shot. Fuck. Right. Right. No shit. No shit. <laughs> but I, I'm super happy with what we got. We got a couple of big thunder dunks from from Drummond. Uh, Tony Bradley hit that fucking three, and the bench went nuts. It was a fun game. He just said, this, is, this ain't practice three-point competition. I can do it in live. I can yeah, do it right. Live. Might as well do it when you got a fucking 28-point lead. Wasn't even in the corner. Man, was at the top of the key. Just said, eh. I think it was right after a JaVel McGee 3-2, so it was kind of like, your turn, my turn. It's Yeah, that was neat. Fucking JaVale, 18 points and 17 minutes off the bench. You don't fuck with JaVale McGee, all right? That's why I wanted to sign him. <laughs> Hey, I don't know. Dr- Drummond messed with him a little bit and came out on top. So I like JaVale McGee, man. He cracks me up. But no, I, I'm, I'm glad that the Bulls were able to come in, out and get this victory. Um, you know, Kemba Walker, I do want to bring him up real quick because he, he brought his debut for Dallas tonight. And I've always been kind of, I liked Kemba, um, especially his time in Charlotte. I felt like he was a really good player and the, those knee injuries kind of derailed him. But I thought he looked pretty good. Hopefully he found a home here just, you know, off of the bench. Um, Luca needs any help he can get. I mean, the guy's usage rate is just through the roof, and he doesn't really have much around him, you know. We rarely disagree, but I, I think Kemba's done. I don't think he should be playing anymore. I felt like he hit. A, I felt like he had a little bit of speed to him, and I felt like his jump shot. You know, the ones that did go in looked a little smooth. He did go two for five, but he had that really nice uh, free throw line fader. He, he, he had a little burst, a little. Uh, I can score buckets for you, but I'm gonna give him up on the other end. I mean, I think he's better than some of the fucking backup point guards in this league. I don't know. Because at the end of the day, two years ago, if you asked me, Kemba Walker or Goran Dragic would have been a clear, I'm taking Kemba in the offseason no matter what. Right. Right now? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't take like, I, don't, I wouldn't take like, him right now over Goran. But, I mean, that's also injuries that came in play, too. So it's just that, from that two years first ago. first possession he comes in tonight, wasn't even the on-ball guard to start the position, gets handed the ball in like an off-screen, and then just dribbles the air out of the sucker until Pat swats that shit back. I'm like, mm, no, no, this this ain't Charlotte, buddy. This ain't how this is going to go. So yeah. I, I was uh, I was a little more sour on the, the Kemba minutes than you man, were. Man, Kemba, man. I, 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 I don't think he has a home. I, I, I get my feelings, man. I think this was charity minutes without Luca. I don't know that he sees – any minutes in a rotational spot for that team. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I, I do feel bad, but I'll tell you what, they could if use the Knicks can send him on the way without any questions asked. I don't think anybody really Dallas can just use some lightning in a bottle, man. Because I like I said, I watched that game against Milwaukee last night, which was an absolute I mean heavyweight boxing match, competitive one too. And, and then Luca fouls out and Dallas has nothing. It's just Luca, dude. It's just Luca on that team. It's unbelievable. Like, if I – like, with how the seeding looks for the West, like, obviously, we're still very early. But, like, hypothetically, say 
Dallas runs into New Orleans. Dallas is going to die. Like, I mean, and quickly. Because of they so only have Luka. You, you, you brought him up. We are a basketball show. Yeah. What is your take on the uh, blatant disregard for the unwritten rule of you're up by this much, you don't do this when the game's Oh, are you talking about the Zion thing? Uh, I'm, I'm talking about the Zion deck, yes. Yeah, so, listen, man, if it was against us, fuck them. It's bullshit. Don't you ever do it, but it's not. Okay, it's not against me. But I loved it because New Orleans has been a team in a franchise that has been under scrutiny since Anthony Davis trade in general. People love Zion, but people also question Zion because he doesn't play a lot. They've put a really nice core mixed of perimeter defenders, shooters, and a big man who can stretch the floor and rebound the ball. You brought in a veteran guard like C.J. McCollum. They, they did some shit over there. And Phoenix was first last year in the West, um, I believe, and – they're a very good team, veteran team. They got Booker over there, Aiton, Bridges, Chris Paul, and Chris Paul's a dick. And he so did yeah. 10K behind Kanye's back. So Zion just got back at him last night, dude. That's all it was. <laughs> I'm cool with it. And you know what? You know why I'm even more cool with it? It's because none of them bitches went up to Zion and said shit. They did. did it. Nobody went. Campaign said like a little <laughs> tiny something. And it's like, can't, like, listen. Zion will fucking snap you like a toothpaste. It won't even be close. You know, like, so campaign did a little bit. what Zion did to his own shoe, right? Right. Like, (laughs) imagine what he's going to do to you. You know, like, it's just, I don't mind what Zion did. I think it's cool. I think that NBA rivalries are some of the coolest things if done right. And unfortunately for us, we don't get a lot of them anymore. We don't get those high-end NBA rivalries like we had when we were kids. And, and, and even before, like, you know, in the early 90s, late 80s. Yeah, um, yeah there's, there's, there's no Bulls Knicks. You, you, you don't get the remnant. We, we get the remnants of it. Obviously, we, we have our disdain towards our Knicks fans, but there really hasn't been a rivalry. Like, well, well like, was- think about ones from when we were kids. Like, I think about San Antonio and, and, and the Lakers when we were kids. That, that was a big one because those guys were in the Western Conference and they were always constantly going at it. I think a lot about, like, And I know this is kind of a bad example, but it is one that did exist and that everybody always got up for is remember when Tracy McGrady went to Orlando when he finally, when he decided to go there, like remember when AI was at his peak, those magic Philadelphia 76ers games were rowdy as shit because you had two of people wanted to claim who the best player in the NBA was, you know, we don't get a lot of that these days. So hopefully that Pelican sun thing sparks something because I think that would be really cool for the game. And so new fans. No, I mean, to your point, that was not done to a bum-ass team. That was done to a contending team that is seen as a contender for this season. And Pelicans are at home. Like, if you don't want that to happen to you, stop it. <laughs> Defense. Right. Like, I am not ever going to hold a player like Zion, somebody who's trying to build his legacy and his – Rebuild his brand and his name. His reputation, really. Everything he's gone through. I would not expect or would I want to see that man turn down the opportunity to do what he did at the end of that game. No, I love I loved every exclamation mark for that yeah. fan base, for their team, for that chemistry for the team. Our dude is back. He's here. We're going to have it. Like, that was a message. 
And unfortunately, the Suns had to receive it, and they weren't too happy about it. But for the game of basketball, to say that that's a negative, that, that that's an unwritten rule that you don't break, fuck that. Sorry. Break yeah. that rule every single time against one of your conference rivals that is now going to be a legitimate rivalry because that is good for the game. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I, I hope we get to a point where the Bulls can do that to somebody. I mean, we've we've got Mr. Grayson. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, well, Milwaukee, Milwaukee is just leaps and bounds better than us right now, and and I know that. So like, I won't, I won't allow. Even though I can't stand anybody within the division, you know what kind of fan I am. Like I, before I hate, you know, whatever team LeBron's on in the Western Conference, or before I hated Miami. You know, when he went there, like I hated Cleveland still more. I still hated Detroit more because those are the guys that we have to play constantly in the Central. Um, you know, so I mean, I'd like, I just won't accept yet that we are a legitimate threat to, to Milwaukee because they are so fucking good. They are so good. Stupid to watch, man. What a, is, what a crazy especially, team. Especially now that Middleton's coming back. This yeah, season. and he doesn't look like he missed a fucking beat either. He's, he's just starting to click as it comes. But you know what? Zach's starting to click too, man, because I, I have to give him some credit. You know, he put his body into Christian Wood a couple times for a couple of his buckets tonight and, and buckets that he normally would have a hard time, you know, making probably within the first 10 games of the season. Looks a little bit different now. Um, I'm not going to go overboard, obviously, about anything. They came out and beat a hurt team without their highest usage player pretty much ever, ever. Um, so, you know, but the Bulls came out and did what they needed to do. Bum teams stood in front of them tonight and beat the fuck out of them, and we saw some good things from our star players. I'll leave it at that. Absolute beatdown. No, it was a beatdown, and you you had the performances you needed from the guys that needed to step up, like Pat, who Billy has an interesting conundrum here because he's been quoted saying now, once Javante's back – He's the starter. So what does Billy do when Javante is available after a game like tonight from Pat? You, you gotta play, you gotta play Pat where he's the most comfortable. Um, and you know what? I, I still say body language wise and everything like that, he looked very comfortable off that bench. So just keep it up, let him let him stay on the bench, and you can't take the starting job away from a guy that quite frankly earned it. This it wasn't a move just to send Pat to the bench for um, a confidence thing. It was also because Javante Green earned the job. So I just don't think it's fair that he hurt himself a little bit and that he doesn't get it back. I think that he I think that he should lose the job when Pat is really I don't making a point to fair do so either. But when you have your star player openly telling the media that you feel that this was the wrong decision, and then you have a game like tonight where. Pat, as a starter with Javante being out due to injury. Um, Hit a ton of threes. Puts up a career high in threes, something that this team cannot do, something that on this roster Pat is the best player on the team at percentage-wise. Right. To pull him from that spot, I don't know. It's, it's conflicting for me. Be, being a Woo fan, it's like, no, I want Javante in that shit. He deserves it. Yeah, it's genuinely better for the team if Pat is going to approach the game like this and put that hesitation aside and just let it fly. Because yeah, I mean, he, like I said, but he has to prove that he can do that over a consistent stretch before I just hand him the keys to that car again. You know, Javante doesn't hesitate, you know. No, uh, Javante's full go every second. <coughs> full send, full send. So um, you got anything else before we move on to the next game? 
No. I, I mean, other than uh, two stats talked about during the game that I wanted to touch on, and that was the Bulls being top five in turnovers, yep. um, deflections, and points off of turnovers. Bulls are also the third leading team in the league when it comes to passes averaged per game. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's, that's actually a pretty cool stat. Passes. Third in the league. I don't know if that has you a know lot. What's you know what's funny? If that wasn't tracked, I'd probably argue against it. Oh, no, I, I would argue the shit out of that. Because I always think a ton of ISO ball. That's what I always see. Um, so it's kind of funny that that's the case. So, no, a, a team with without a legitimate point guard for at least the foreseeable future um, is top three in the league and passes per game. So that was a somewhat surprising stat on top of that defensive stat. And I only say those things to ask. Are we better than we think we are? Or are these stats misleading? Um. <clears throat> Listen, we had a really hard schedule to start the season, and yeah. it was ranked the first. He did it again. It was ranked the first toughest schedule um, in the NBA. So it's the toughest schedule in the NBA up until like last week or something. And then this week, we get a couple wins. We string a couple together in a row after doing very ter- poorly. But I'm still not. I'm still not ready to say that I think that they're better than they are right now. I, I don't I, – I, I won't say that. I still say plan is my – where I end with this team, somewhere at seventh, um, and that's due to the schedule evening itself back out, and that's where I'm at. I, I won't – until I see some real shit, consistent shit, I and mean, because we're 11 and 14, we got to keep that in mind. Um, I, I'm not ready to say that. I think that we misdiagnose things, and the reason I say that is because I felt like we were very open-minded and – and, and excited for what was coming. Um, no, we, and, we, we were in the offseason. Yeah, so cool. I, and I feel like we fell down when the, we started seeing how this team was performing at a consistent basis to where we thought they should be. See, but, but the mixed bag of things that has me thrown off is that the things that I think that we're horrible at, at least by the numbers, we're not horrible at. Well, no, no, it's a good point to make. Like, and, and, you know. At least in comparison to last year, we've beat good teams and lost teams that we should beat. True. So do you feel that that is the conundrum that this front office is faced with at this point outside of the fact of we don't know if Zoe's coming back? I have a feeling they know whether or not Zoe's going to be back for the season at this point. Um, Is that the conundrum that they're faced with, that the numbers tell them one thing, the record tells them another and then they have to look at these wins against the teams that we shouldn't beat, and they go, hey, maybe we did put together a good enough roster. Maybe maybe we are, and it was just our scheduling and the back-to-backs and Zach not playing in the back-to-backs. And, the fact and, that our starting backcourt underwent surgeries. Like, yeah, I mean, sure, you can make the argument, but, I mean, I look, again, the at the best that they played tonight, beating a bum team and just putting their foots on their throat and just crushing them. And even the games that we played, like against Boston, that we ended up winning, when the game against Miami, who's struggling mightily, or Brooklyn, who turned it around a, a bit there, right? Um, I look at like a team like Milwaukee, and I'm like, they're going to fuck us. And I look at a team like I can't believe I'm saying this, Indiana, and I'm like, they're going to give us a hard time with their length and stuff like that. I think that. Do you I, think Indiana's going to hang around there? I think they're they have. Really I do. I think they got a shot to hang around there, dude. I and you know I told you I I I'm eating crow and you know I'm eating crow because I told you I'm like they're they're gonna be shit 
I thought they were gonna be shit. And this is Tyrese Halliburton is fucking dude. There's a reason there's people that have him up in the MVP consideration right now, and that shouldn't be a joke. He's doing some shit that we have not seen in 20 fucking years. So, but, but how does that work? The Kings traded him and got better. Because, well, if you want to talk about a win-win trade, the Kings would be even better if they kept Tyrese Halliburton. I'll tell you that now over to Aaron Fox, they would have been better. But it worked out for both teams. That's a true win trade. Am I, am I wrong? I don't know. Is it is it a win if you traded for the guy thinking you were going to tank and get Victor or have somebody else uh, upper echelon? Listen, and now and now you got Halliburton throwing a wrench in your tank. If you were if you were totally sold, like with how these odds are, that's just such a crapshoot now. But I will say, I'd be pretty fucking stoked to get a guy that was just drafted three years ago. Yeah, who's young as fuck and it plays arguably one of the most important positions on the basketball court still to this day. I know it's a wing league wing guys dominate the league, but the size of Halliburton, the fact that he can play defense like that on the wing and the fact that he orchestrates an offense shoots at a high clip from three can get to the paint finish can involve his teammates. They're better than the bulls. They beat the bulls right now in five game series, seven game series. I'm sorry. So, then what happens with Buddy Hild and uh, Miles Turner, who have been on the trade block for like the last two years? I think that I mean, if they go through a, a slide, maybe that gives them the the uh, uh, excuse to pull a trigger and move them. But why would you? Right now, they're playing really well, and they got a couple good rookies over there too. One who's going to fucking win probably six man of the year. So I mean, they're a good team. I look up and down these standings. Like I don't know if I I'm not ready to say that the Bulls are better than they, what they have been. I think they are. Listen, they're 11 and 14. I think that they're better than the Knicks. I do. I think they're better than the Knicks. I know that they're 13 and 13. I, I get it. I, 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 they're not better than Boston. I know we beat Boston twice, I, but I, we're not. They're not better than Milwaukee. We know that. Darius Garland in Cleveland. And that whole Cavaliers, what they've got going on right now, Jesus H. Christ. Fun brand of basketball to watch. Fucking talented guys over there. Can, can they, we not ever mention Darius Garland's name on this podcast? Oh, again? I know. It makes me just, it makes me sick just, too. Just just because the other day I literally was scrolling through my old videos and I just have video after video. Darius Garland. Darius Garland. Darius Garland. Darius Garland. Darius Garland. Darius Garland. <laughs> and and now we have to watch this dude in our division. Yeah, oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, but he's, he's, I wish we could add him. It would have been great. It just didn't work out that way. And uh, Cleveland is very fortunate because they got a really good player over there. We're not better than Philly. Um, Again, Indiana, I told you, I, I, I know they're fucking four and six in their last 10. I still think that they're a pretty good team. They, they pose a lot of problems. Um, defense could be better over there. Uh, Atlanta, yeah, we might be better than Atlanta, but there you are. Where did I finish the Bulls to finish? Seven. That's where I am. They're not in the top six to me. They're not better than Toronto. So, and as of now, the only reason we're we're better than Atlanta is because the whole Trey Young drama that's going on over there. And, and Murray's hurt. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm not. I'm not sold. An acquisition kind of goes by the wayside with the injury and got the yeah. Trey Young drama. So, yeah. 
at least no, no. I, I guess we're we're still looking seven. I, I will not allow myself to to buy in until I'm fully convinced. Oh, well, no, and my point wasn't wasn't to ask to buy in. No, I know it wasn't. I know so to put the numbers out there and and try to counter that. Like as a fan who wants those numbers to to mean something, right? To look at those and see our record and be like, oh, does it? Does it really mean something that we're doing this? That that we're in the top five in all those categories on the defensive end and a top ten defensive team, despite the fact that if you pulled blindly just about anybody who watches this sport, be like, do you think the Bulls are a top ten defensive team? Fuck no. Yeah, I would probably said no. Um, I I thought that maybe their rotations and stuff. I'd say top thirteen, fourteen, maybe. I so middle of the pack. I would have thought. Sure, I, um, I guess when you put it that way, ten's not too far from just being a best half of the teams. Fifteen out of thirty. Right. Yeah. So I guess when you put it like that, it's not as impressive, but it's it's still a thing. It yeah, it is. It is. I mean, hey, listen, man. They you could be right. They could be better than they are, and they it could be bad, down to bad circumstances. Um, I mean, they are even though they are eleven and fourteen, their point differential is like point oh one. So we got that going for us, you know. Um, there's a couple teams up there with a negative point differential. So you know, whatever you know, they, they, it shows a little consistency base there on the defense, which is awesome. Um, tomorrow night, the there's, Bulls have Atlanta. There's a glimmer, I hope. There is a glimmer, maybe a glimmer, maybe a glimmer. Uh, tomorrow, Atlanta in Atlanta, five thirty. Trey Young and company. No De, uh, Dejounte Murray. No DeAndre Hunter. Um, coming off a of back to back. And one which we pretty much just beat the shit out of that team and didn't exert a lot of energy um, coming on and, and being on a high, going to Atlanta and, and try to beat a team at home that's reeling right now. And that's all you that's all you can do. You know, get within two games of 500, one game at a time. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess keep beating down on teams that are hurting right now and keep the streak alive. That's what we got to do tomorrow night. Um, for all we know, maybe Trey plays, maybe Trey doesn't play. Maybe he just doesn't show up again. Who knows? Um <laughs> I hate that son of a pitch. I, I won't go that far. As I, I was as I was going past the Darius Garland videos, I do have that video on my phone still of Trey Young in the bathroom, lifting up his shirt, just trying to act real all suave and smooth. Um, so that make might make appearance on a Bulls on Tap Twitter tomorrow. If I really hope it does. I really, I really, really hope it does. Go well. I fucking can't stand it. My favorite is the uh, sucker with the hair on it. Oh, yes. Yeah, I yes. can't stand it. I cannot stand Trey Young. I, I, I seriously hate that guy. Um, you got anything else before we get out of here, man? No, other than the fact that I don't think we're going to, you know, uh, give a 10-day contract to Chris Dunn to mess with Trey Young's life tomorrow night. Um, let's just keep beating down on these teams that are hurting right now. Let's let's kick them while we're down and help pick ourselves up because uh, before these two – Semi handed to us wins. Shit wasn't feeling so good. Yeah, very uh, true. Well, we get to leave smiling tonight, but that that smile ain't, ain't very permanent. So let's let's keep on the up and up, and let's handle some business again tomorrow. Absolutely, everybody. Be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Go over to the YouTube on Tap Sportsnet. Hit the subscribe button so you can join us anytime we go live. We'll be back. Quick turnaround for us. We'll be back tomorrow after the Bulls take on the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta. Let's go Bulls.